of Double Thought Dimension. I'm your host Derek. Today we're going to be talking about the Georgia Guidestones. However, we have a small um, little intro we're going to play before we get into the episode. Um, Last week um, I was given some sort of email from a podcast analytic company saying that we were number five in Romania. I don't know if that was true I have no clue if that was just bullshit to get me to sign up for their little analytic tool, which I didn't do, but I thought it was interesting to learn that we were number five in Romania in the government category. Um, Number three was uh, Charlie Robinson's podcast, Macroaggressions. So I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, So we're number five in Romania, or we were. this This is our little thank you. Uh, for all the Romanians out there listening to us, this one's for you. Hit it, Derek. gets me pumped up to fight for freedom. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> After listening to that Romanian uh, national anthem, I have a hard time not just putting on all my gear and uh, walking out to the nearest battlefield and uh, getting back into the mix. Um, it's definitely quite the uplifting mm -hmm. and uh, patriotic sounding and battle hardened uh, song. Um, they, they definitely uh, are very proud of their heritage after reading the lyrics to the song. So Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I, li I liked it. And any Romanian listeners out there, uh, that was awesome. You guys rule. Um, and we would like to go to Romania one day. Yep, now you're on our list of places to go and check it out. So, thanks. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, that's enough of that. Now, on to the next thing. Uh, this episode is going to be about the Georgia Guidestones. So, um, if anyone is not familiar with the Georgia Guidestones, they are a rock formation um, that was built um, in the 80s by an unknown man uh, for, uh, financed from an unknown uh, organization uh, that was meant to be kept secret. Um, from the public, the all the the bank and the construction company had to sign non-disclosure agreements saying that they wouldn't reveal who was behind the financing and the um, whatever for the project. And yeah, so these stones are massive uh, stones, like between thirteen and twenty feet tall. Uh, in Georgia, in like a middle of nowhere type of area, Georgia. What's written on the stones is the controversy. Uh, so, you know... So, okay. So this is in nowhere, like Nowheresville, basically. Is this is there a town around it? Is it's, there... um, it's in a town, yeah. It's in it a town, town, but it's not like in Atlanta or anything like that. It's the stones are in a rural area actually on a farm so um, they just like happen to be on like someone's property kind yeah of the 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 financiers of of this of the guidestones uh picked this area um supposedly uh just because they said it was a, a good spot because of the weather and uh, they didn't want because they want these stones to last forever like they likened it to the american stonehenge so do you happen to know if like they put them there before this person bought the property or did they ask the person put it there they asked like... the person the, and... they okay. asked them this happened in the 80s okay it, this isn't like a shit a long ass time ago this happened in in the 80s um uh uh march 22nd 1980 was when it was unveiled Okay. So, and so what was their reasoning for, like, what, like, what possessed them to come up with this idea for these stones in the first place? This, what you're saying, is the biggest mystery behind okay. the erection of the stones because <laughs> I have erection. <laughs> no pun intended there. Um, but no one really knows what the real reasoning behind why they wanted to have the stones there. And why did they pick pick Georgia? The cover story of why they picked Georgia is because supposedly the guy who was uh, financing this, um, his grandmother was originally native of Georgia, and that's okay. why he said that he wanted them to be in Georgia. But in my opinion, that sounds like a cover story to me because that guy never revealed his true name and or his intentions. Uh, but it was. Yeah, so the Guidestones are uh, in Georgia. Um, trying to find the name of the town that they are in. The company um, that produced the, the uh, Guidestones was called El Elberton uh, Granite. Um, and the name of the town was El Elberton, Georgia. So... It's not, a, you know, it's it's kind of like here, I guess, you know. Yeah, rural it would it, it would be like just putting a big, massive um, monument just in the middle of someone's cornfield right. and then plowing around it to make it more prominent. 
So can people go and see this? Yes. Even though it's on this guy's property that's not yeah, trespassing it's, or anything? No, it's, it's a... Um, they bought the land and then they the guy that they bought it from they they said that they could the cows could still graze there for two generations mm-hmm. um but then after that they own, would own it for the purpose of the stones so now it's like a national monument type okay. of thing so now technically that guy doesn't own it anymore uh, i believe i believe they still do yeah the whoever the financiers are still do yes the land because they bought it from that guy. Okay, I'm just saying the guy doesn't own it anymore. Now no. it's these people do. So it's not technically on his quote-unquote property anymore. No, I don't believe so. Okay, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, sorry I wasn't asking that right or whatever. Yeah, so uh, 1980, Elberton, Georgia. Um, let these be guidestones to an age of reason. When man reawakens, let him behold... The Georgia Guidestones. So, on these Guidestones... Um, Wait, before you get into what's written on there, how big are they? So Because the, I literally know nothing about these other than you wanted to cover them and have brought them up a couple times before in, in vague conversation, but I literally know nothing about them. Okay, so the, the Guidestones themselves are massive massive stones that had to be specially quarried out of their quarry that just getting these these stones intact in one piece was almost a feat of engineering in itself which uh everyone who worked on this project was like the the ultimate master of their trades they were the top so like it was like the number one top stonemason um and the number one excavator you know Everyone in the company that was the best were the ones. Um, so they were lifted from the quarry uh, from a depth of 114 feet, and each block weighed approximately 28 tons. Oof-da. So 28 times 2, what is that? Uh, 56. So 56,000 pounds oh my for one. Good Lord. So the exact dimensions for the monument is 19 feet 3 inches tall. It's made from six granite slabs weighing a total of 237,746 pounds in all. So um, all of them together. Together. Okay. So there's six stones and they're 19 feet, 3 inches tall, each weighing, you know, however many tons with a, for a total of 200,000, over 200,000 pounds in total. That's insane. So you can't miss these stones. You can see them. They're, they're purposely put on a... A path, uh, an area that can be seen from every corner of the cor- of the valley. You know, you can mm-hmm. see them from a far distance. But the main thing about these stones is what's written on them. Um, that's where the conspiracy. That, that's why this is even a conspiracy or of, of interest in any way. Because if they were just stones with nothing, it would be like okay, just like Stonehenge. What's the mystery of Stonehenge? Well, that's the mystery. Mm-hmm. Nothing's written on them. No one knows how they were able to get these stones um, to the lower locations, being that they're so large. You know, that's why they stand the test of time, that people are so intrigued by them. But the Georgia Guidestones are, they're leaving a message for everyone to see, which that is what has caused the controversy. Um, so you have never heard of, of the Georgia Guidestones other than for me saying it. Right. I've, I've never heard anyone else talking about them. I didn't even know about them until you had kind of vaguely brought them up to me in conversation a couple times and whatever, but we've never, like, I've never looked into them myself. So hmm. I don't know what they are, why they are, anything. Okay. So, um, that's the mystery of the Georgia Guidestones. And I learned about them probably over 10 years ago at this point. But, uh, you know, if you go down enough conspiracy rabbit holes, um, one of them eventually will be the Georgia Guidestones. So that's why I wanted to do an episode on this because I always just assume that this is common knowledge for everyone. <laughs> but it's not uh, It's not that interesting unless you're into this type of thing. So, So here's what's written on the stones. The stones are written in 
a bunch of different languages. So it's in English plus like seven other languages being like Swahili, Arabic, Aramaic, um, Sanskrit, Hebrew, um, so it's like Chinese. Each, is like each stone a different language? Or, yes. So each stone is just... Uh, each stone has... The same shit on it, just in a different language. Yeah, each stone has um, a translation on it, like the front and the back. Okay. Like one stone has English and the other side has Swahili or whatever. So this is what it says. There's ten, basically like ten commandments, you know, but it doesn't say commandments, but it's just written in there etched into the stone. Mm -hmm. Number one, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. That's the first thing it says on the stones. That's the number one, the top. Okay. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. How 500 million, what are we at now? Like something, seven something? Billion? Seven billion, around eight billion. That eight, we were roughly eight billion population on Earth. So if our population was under 500 million, that would be like all of the population of the United States, States plus 200 more million on, on, on the whole Earth. So that would be a drastic reduction. <laughs> Right. in the amount of people on earth well i'm not saying that having less people on earth would necessarily be a bad thing you know but i don't understand like why why that number per se because just as an example like when we were flying on vacation like there's so much unused land that like nobody <laughs> ha it's it's not inhabited at all so with us even at billions of people like we're not overflowing or packed or whatever i mean people in the cities might think that well don't fucking live in the cities then you know i don't know i don't why that number yeah this is this this number one that is the main well it's talking about balance with nature is there something what what does that mean what how do they correlate per se like are they trying to keep us around the same number of animals on the planet like what the i don't understand like what the fuck does that mean balance with nature right that's the controversy you know all it says is what i just said so you just have to read between the lines basically but the conspiracy really um lies in the fact that people think that this is like um you know a secret society or the illuminati or whoever mm -hmm. um are the ones behind the financing of this project and are the ones that put this there. That's this, the theory. So, you know, to maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, that would mean you'd have to exterminate the majority of the population of the earth, you know, which leads into number two. Um, number two on the wall says, guide reprodu reproduction wisely Improving fitness and diversity. Which that, you know, that doesn't sound bad. Not necessarily, <laughs> but I guess it depends on how you... I, guiding uh, reproduction? Uh, what? Right. So, the, basically they're saying whoever is in charge, I guess, is supposed to help us reproduce and or hinder us repro to reproduce like i don't know that's i mean it reminds me of literally of that show we watched the utopia show where they gave the vaccine amidst the pandemic and it sterilized people all right here we go perfect so <clears throat> this leads in what you just said um guide reproduction wisely then number one keep humanity under 500 million there's a certain individual on earth now who constantly is talking about these types of things mm -hmm. his name rhymes with schmiel schmates mm -hmm. and he is constantly talking about there's many clips of i, I don't know if you've heard these clips i've heard them a hundred times I haven't, no. one of the clips that uh schmiel schmates mm -hmm. always says is um we need to um start vaccinating 
as many people as we possibly can um, for the reduction in population. And we also need to um, get make sure that um, birth goes down, the birth rate goes down. Uh, and we need to do that through Planned Parenthood or birth control. Well, I have to say that I think uh, whoever is in charge is doing things a little batshit crazy backwards because I know me and almost every single one of my friends have had a very tough time conceiving and yet some, I'm not going to name names, but certain friends and of mine have family members that they definitely shouldn't be parents because they half of them don't work or they do drugs or they're shitty people and they're just procreating like rabbits. So I think they're aiming at the wrong fucking people is what I think. If they're going to be, you know, hindering people from getting pregnant, it shouldn't be the people who actually could take care of kids. It should be the ones that can't. But it seems like the ones who can't are typically the ones reproducing left and fucking right. That's correct. However, um, Schmiel Schmates, um, in his mind, at least from my, uh, in my opinion, he puts uh, everyone into the category uh, of useless eaters. So in their um, worldview, in my opinion, everyone is a useless eater, like mm -hmm. a cattle. That me and you and people who are drug addicts, who are having kids, and we're all worthless scum to be um, vaccined, depopulated, um, whatever, in any way, any means necessary to rid the planet of our disease on the earth that, I mean, that they believe that we're causing or who knows what their evil plan is or what their evil scheme is or I really don't know, but... Right, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just, I was being cynical the fact that it just seems funny to me. Like, if that's what they're going for, they're... Doing it wrong, I guess. Well, they're doing a pretty good job with um, Planned Parenthood. You know, that's one of the biggest killers. Um, abortion is one of the biggest killers. Yeah, but to be Earth. fair, that's not all Planned Parenthood does. Planned Parenthood does a lot of other things besides abortion. Some of them don't even do abortions, actually. Not all of them are abortion clinics. Right. I. I that. Yeah. That's. That's right. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that they're obviously doing something wrong. I was just being cynical when I made those comments just because I can. So what's number three on this list? So the last one was guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. The next one is unite humanity with a living new language. Mm, so they want to have like one common language or is that what that means? I guess. Basically, if if you know nothing and you just read what the hell they say here, right? They're basically saying keep the human humanity under five hundred million, uh, have a new world order with one language. I mean, they're almost describing. And I don't want anybody guiding the antichrist. They're gonna stand in my bedroom while we do the deed. I don't want anybody guiding my reproduction. Mm -mm, no, thank you. No. Bill Gates, his father or his mother was a part of um, Planned Parenthood. Um, that's where he originally came from. Um, and he's been on record many, multiple times of talking about eugenics, which... Do you know what eugenics is? I think so. Isn't that where you, like, make your perfect baby, essentially? Like, you pick out their traits and... Basically. All that, right? So, in the early 1900s, uh, in America and other places, but they had a program called of eugenics where they wanted to breed out everything that they didn't like. So, you know, they didn't want any black people to reproduce anyone who was supposedly inferior, just like Hitler, you know, creating the master race. So that was really the inception of Planned Parenthood stemmed out of the eugenics program. Um, Margaret Sanger, the, the original um, founder of Planned Parenthood, was um, a part of, I don't know if she was a part of the KKK, but her she was a, a racist, and the main goal at that time when they started it was 
That's why there's so many Planned Parenthoods in black neighborhoods. Uh, well, that's fucked up. It, the whole point of Planned Parenthood in the beginning was stemmed out of the eugenics program to so wait, eliminate... A, there is a eugenics program? There was a eugenics program in the U.S., yeah, in the early 1900s. What the fuck? Okay. That's where all this stems from. All, all this information is stemming from the eugenics, you know, which this is why I wanted to go into this episode because I just assume everyone knows all this information. No, I didn't know that. That's insane. Right. Like, it's one thing to, like, talk about... And I th- even if you think of it on a minor level, like, it is interesting to, like, create your perfect baby. Like, do you want it to look like you? Do you want it to look like me? Do you want it to have dark hair, light hair, whatever? I mean, the idea is interesting, but it's kind of morbid and goes against nature. Like, it's just insane. But then on top of it, you throw in all this, the, like, the reason behind it, like, why <laughs> they want it. Right. And whatever then it's that's just fucked up yeah i think actually hitler got his idea of the final solution and um creating the master race what do you mean by final solution you talk as if it's like a plan or a book or something the final solution is the term that hitler used as the final solution is to kill all the jews that's the final solution Mm. and rid the world of jews and anyone inferior creating the master race which the master race are germans aryans blonde hair blue eyed germans Aryan, well you know what Aryan race. i'm like those things and i have dark hair i have the blue eyes but yeah I don't so have did hitler <laughs> yeah i know it's just stupid but yeah so he got most of these ideas from the early eugenesis which that's how planned parenthood originally became a thing and it's a its origins really stem from eugen, eugenics, hmm. which is a plan to rid the world of in, supposed inferior races and um, types of people that they deem to be inferior. That that's why all the bloodlines of uh, uh, historically throughout throughout history, kings, queens, and so on and so forth, only mated with their own bloodlines because they felt that going against their bloodline was creating a dog race that they didn't want which was not entitled to be the ruler of the country you know well they're obviously (laughs) not doing a very good job because isn't it like within the next like five ten years that everybody will be a mixed race at that point yeah i mean everyone's pretty much there i I mean mean, so i mean they're obviously not doing a very good job they're not they're not doing a very good job but uh look at every single leader on earth i mean Every leader is related in some way. Like Obama was related to George Bush, and George Bush is related to uh, John Kerry, and all, all these people are somehow interrelated through thirteen bloodlines yeah. and all this shit. But uh, yeah, so the third um, uh, I mean, it's not a commandment, but it might as well be a commandment. The third line on the Geistone is, unite humanity with a living new language. So based on just the top three, I mean, that's basically uh, the idea of the Antichrist and ushering in a one world government with basically the Antichrist as the leader. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really what the Bible talks about. And what they're describing here is similar, very similar to the end times you know, so that's why. So I wonder if English is going to be that language because that seems to be at least the common one throughout the world, if there is one. Yeah, English is definitely the most. Um, it, well, it's the language of business, also. You know, mm-hmm. so everything is done in English for the most part when it comes to that. Hmm. Um, yeah, so pretty interesting. If uh, I would, I would suggest anyone to go look up the origins of you know who is Bill Gates' father and mother. How did he get involved with Microsoft? It's very dubious. Um, all his foundations and programs are all of them are geared towards GMO foods, uh, vaccines, and Planned Parenthood. Which, why would you spend so much money on those things? You know, supposedly it's for a positive reason or to fight climate change, all this shit. Which, you know, to me, I think it's just a cover story for their real intentions which, you know, seems to be written on these stones. Mm -hmm. So number four, 
Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Okay. I'm not really I mean, sure what that sounds that means. fine. Tempered reason, just what does that mean? Like with a clear head or with? Yeah, what does it mean? It, to me that sounds like um, rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. So basically, keep a good head on your shoulders. Kind of is kind of what it's saying. Okay, well that one doesn't sound bad. Yeah, that sounds fine. Whatever. Uh, number five. One, two, three, four. Yeah, five. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Well, that also sounds okay. good. Can't see anything too bad there. Sounds like uh, two different people are writing these things. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> I mean, it, it was an like organ... The first three doesn't sound, don't sound that great, but now these two don't sound bad. That sounds, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. All right, number six. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Which, that's basically what's happening. Uh, you know, that exists now. They have the International Criminal Court and... Um, mm -hmm. Interpol and all that, um, but this was written in 1980, so you know, uh, can't see anything too wrong with that, I guess. The next one, uh, can't see anything wrong with that. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Well, that sounds better. Get rid of everybody else. Yeah, I mean, we but don't. Then again, if we only have one leader, then you're looking at a dictatorship and not a. Well, yeah. not really a dictatorship, more like, I don't know if you can even call the Antichrist a dictatorship, but it's like, well, yeah, you know, way worse than a dictatorship. Well, that's if we're talking about end of days coming in to play into effect of this. Right, which I, I talking, think so. I yeah, think I so. think so too, but I'm just saying there is a possibility of that's not the case with these stones per se. Yeah. I'm saying if, if he is, you know, I do believe in the Antichrist and, you know, and, uh, like the end of days, I believe in that, but not necessarily in relation to this, potentially. Yeah, there, who knows? Uh, the next one is um, number eight. Balance personal rights with social duties. So, I mean, that's basically what is supposedly tried to be done in America. Right, at all times. To balance your rights, personal rights, with social duties, you know, like, so mm -hmm. taxes, basically. Right. Uh, whatever. I mean, uh, sounds plausible. Uh, number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Like, okay, that sounds alright. I guess I, not sure what I. I don't know exactly what they mean by that. Yeah, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. So like okay. with God? Is that what they mean? That's what it sounds like. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound bad. No. And number 10 is, be not a cancer on earth. Leave room for nature. Then it says it again. Leave room for nature. That's the end. That's the last one. Well, be I guess in reality, with everything encompassed, I don't think it sounds all that bad, per se. I think whoever made this, I mean, I mean, it's not wrong. You probably want more nature than you want people destroying nature, you know. I just, I don't know. I, if I knew who and why and what, you know, that would make a huge difference in how I felt about it. Because some of those, most of the things on there don't sound bad. Right. The first two only do because we're already past those things, you know. Yeah. Um. Like, it's it's too late. It's already done and, and whatever. So there's nothing we can do about that, I guess. But, like, say we were at 300 million people, it wouldn't, this thing wouldn't seem bad at all. It would be like, oh, okay, that's, that's fine, you know. Yeah. I don't like the quote-unquote guided reproduction stuff because that's, neither here nor there as far as you know that's nobody's business but each person's on the planets like I don't know why they feel they should step in I guess I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to get at here I guess this is the problem with the Georgia Guidestones they're it, it no one really knows what the hell they're talking about or what it means you know it, right 
So all you're left to do is just guess. Okay, well, let's look <laughs> at it from different... Okay, just let's look at it from different perspective then. Say, say Schmil Schmates, uh or his family or whoever, because it's a plan in place to, to be destructive and rule the world or whatever, so it is, it is dubious. Say it is dubious. Mm-hmm. And it has ill meaning towards the people of the world. Um, then you could literally break that down, and those things do mean not great things. Uh, to, to prize uh, the truth and love the infinite, if you're talking about the Antichrist coming back <laughs> and him being the ruler, and you're supposed to love the ruler, yeah, that's bad. Right. So you could theoretically spin it in a negative way, but you could also spin it in a positive way as well. So it really just depends on what, uh, I don't know, what avenue you're coming from here to, to read it and to, to look at it and break it down. Yeah, which, you know, which avenue are we supposed to go? And the fact that the creators of the Georgia Guidestones made such a great effort to be anonymous, it's odd. Like, why not just say who you are and why rather than um, keeping it secret? Like, why not just, if you really believe all these things and you want humanity to do this or that, why not just say, we're this organization or I'm this rich guy and I believe this. Why not just say that rather than keeping it hidden? Why why keep it hidden? Because it's just like anything else. Like, was it you? No, maybe it was, actually, I think it was earlier today when I was at my grandma's house. And we were talking politics a little bit with my brother and whatever. And I said, you know, anytime something might be true, but the government doesn't want people to think it's true, they just slap, oh, that's a conspiracy theory on it. And then everybody else who hasn't thought for themselves believes that, yeah, they're just conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just a label that people like us who question things get slapped with. And I bet half of the time at least we're on the right track but they don't want us they don't want the majority of the people to know that so they just slap a conspiracy theory label on it and then the people who just don't think for themselves are like oh that's a conspiracy theory you know Mm -hmm. and it's probably something like this too like they create the like this some guy comes in makes it creates a reason for people to question it but then slap a conspiracy theory on it when people start to question it. Does that make sense? Yeah. What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they create the conspiracy theory to make people look crazy because they have to do certain things openly. You know what I mean? Like, putting that up. If they wanted that up for whatever reason, whatever their purpose is, it's going to be seen by people. It's going to be noticeable. And whatever. So then, people are starting to wonder and come up with their own theories and one of these theories has to be right about them. And then whenever there might be a right one, the government or whoever, the 1% top people, they just slap a conspiracy theory label on it so everybody else thinks they're crazy. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of hard to figure out, you know, because like you are saying, it could be positive if you take it from a positive light or it could be negative if you take it from a negative light. Mm -hmm. But there's no way to know because we don't know who... (laughs) Right, who did it and why they did it and what their purpose was. Or maybe they literally wanted to do this to kind of poke fun at people like us who are like, what the fuck is this thing, you know? Maybe. The only issue is it's millions and millions of dollars that they paid for that. Yeah, but I'm saying if I was, yeah, but if I was a millionaire or a billionaire or whatever, I'd probably do some weird ass shit with my money too just because I was fucking bored, you know? Possibly. I don't know, you know? Oh, I'm, I don't know. I'm just going to make a statue of myself for future generations to be like, who the fuck is this person? Yeah. But I'm not going to have any label on it, no nothing, no name, no date, no nothing. I'm just going to leave it there. But have private contractors just go and build a statue of me kissing my dog. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Just because I could. I would do weird shit like that if I had a ton of money and had nothing better to do with it, I guess. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like... And they'll never know that that statue is just really me and my dog, Louie, that I love. And that's literally the only reason I built it, because I had a bunch of money. 
that's one <laughs> one thing to do, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, kind of curious uh, as to what the message is and why. And uh, we'll frankly never know. But it's very odd, uh, to say the least. Um, there's another thing that's odd about the Georgia Guidestones. Um, twat. Twat is it. The other thing that's odd is that they're perfectly um, placed so that you can um, find the North Star. They, they, they cut a notch in the center of the stone on one of them um, so that uh, you could perfectly see the North Star um, when you look through it at a certain time of day. And it's also um, throughout the, uh, the day, um, based on the sun, um, it gives a shadow and the shadows fall on the uh, certain areas of the whole area to uh, align with certain constellations and uh, I was actually gonna ask that all that type of stuff in the beginning I was actually gonna ask that if from the sky like kind of like how we were talking um, in my Miracle Mondays episode about like there being a grid and like certain locations on the world I was wondering if this lined up with something specific and if that had like meaning in some way yeah the the uh, one of the reasons that they picked this spot also supposedly is that in this spot the Native Americans said it was the holiest spot in North America that's particular spot that's why what what reason did the Native, Amer Native Americans give for it being holy? No, I don't know. They don't? Don't really say. Um, but the interesting things about it, um, as far as their celestial and uh, constellation shit goes, is that... Um, so they consist of four major stone blocks, which contain ten guides for living in eight, lang for living in eight languages. And then a center stone with cuttings for winter and summer solstices and North Star alignment, and a capstone in four archaic languages, pro proclaiming, "Let these guidestones be an uh, let these be guidestones to an age of re reason, and a hole for high noon, to mark the day of the year on the south face of the center stone." So all of these things are etched into the stones, and they're they're put together in certain a way, so all those things happen. So not only is it written on the stones that all those things, mm -hmm. uh, but also they're aligned to line up with the high noon. Um, they're aligned to for the winter and summer solst solstices and the North Star alignment. Um, so what happens at high noon? There's a hole in it that yeah, there's a hole in the what? center that um, you can look through. And it, it, it aligns with um, the North Star at high noon. So, like, I would walk in between the stones. Yeah, literally, you can walk in the middle. And I would look up through this hole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a hole, and there's a hole here in the middle that was cut in it purposefully so that it would come out that way. <laughs> okay. In the end. Which, you know... It's kind of weird. So has no one who was hired ever broke silence about who? No. No one's ever no. broke silence about who made it? There was only so one... who was hired by? They were hired by? There was only one person who knew the true identity of... The, so this guy... Here's a little backstory on the guy. They, they had There had to be a face, obviously. Mm -hmm. Because someone had to pay for this project. So someone physically had to go there and go to the bank and go to the, the construction company. Right. So this guy gave a fake name, and his fake name he gave was R.C. Christian. Okay. He gave this name because supposedly he said he was a Christian. That he, that's why he chose that fake name. Okay. But he gave his true name to the bank, and no, he, he only gave his true name to the bank guy that he had to sign the documents with. That was the only person that knew his actual name. But uh, he, he wouldn't sign the documents or agree to do anything. Unless that guy agreed to sign a non-disclosure agreement to never reveal who he was, which he has never has has ever done. 
Um, but not even through like word of mouth and didn't tell his wife? No. That guy, nothing? Mm-hmm. No. Jeez. So no one... Even if you sign a non-disclosure, you better tell me. You better tell me shit. Well, I'm sure, you know, who knows? Maybe he did or not, maybe he didn't, but it didn't come out to anyone well, I know. I'm just saying. I mean... If there's some secret shit going on in the world or in your life <laughs> and you sign a non-disclosure, you best fucking tell me. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, definitely. I better know about it. Definitely gonna tell you. Anyway, um, yeah, so he goes, he signs the thing, no one knows who the hell he is, and he meets with the construction guy. But he personally did meet these people, yes, so yes. they saw him. Yeah, yep. Okay, and know what he looks like, they just don't know his name. Yeah, they okay. don't know his true name, they his, they know his fake right, name. Right, right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he only meets with that bank guy, like, two times, once to get it all going, a second time to pay, uh, and then he meets with the construction company a few times and he's got like his own like scale model of the thing he's got mm-hmm. specifications he's got everything that needs to be written um the stone has to be everything has to be exactly as he uh describes um so he's the one who drew it up so did he like literally engineer it then because stones that big made out of what did you say it was made out of granite granite jesus Okay, so very expensive stone, got it, and mm-hmm. very heavy. Yeah. So, like, I'm assuming to get them to stand and stand the test of time, like, he'd have to really, um, like, figure out, like, the mathematics to all that, you know? So, it was he, did he engineer it himself, or is that not known? That's or? not known. And okay. he claims to be from a group that wants this these stones to be erected but he doesn't say who the group is or anything what they stand what they stand for or anything like that he wants none of that to be known so he comes when he comes to the construction company he brings all this information and then they have to bring it to life which they are able to do um but it's quite the task obviously um but yeah, so he, he's never known. No one knows who the hell this guy was. And after the May 22nd, 1980 unveiling, he's never seen again, uh, basically. Um, Sorry if you could hear our dogs snorting back there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so on top of the fact that it's financed by no one knows who, um, it's got some strange writings on it and it's placed in a spot uh, or the stones are placed in such a way that line up with constellations and uh whatever the earth yeah so okay so it's obviously not just a rich guy because not a lot of people are a going to be able to engineer something like this plus know astronomy well enough to know the exact location of it lining up in that way. Right. So that's definitely interesting when you like break it down like that. Yeah. And so, when you start thinking about all the little things that went into this. Yeah, it was a massive amount of uh, research was done. And planning. And, and planning. And, right. To buy not just one, obviously a bunch of people to come up with it, which would take quite a lot, you know. And right. You know, if it's a secret society doing it, like the Freemasons or who knows what, the Illuminati or what, you know, it's that would make it very odd that they chose all those things, you know, because the other thing that's kind of sketchy about the George Guystones is is that some believe that the very uh, capstone, so there's a capstone on all the stones. There's, you know, four major stones. Then there's a stone on top of those four stones. Yep. Then there's one stone in the middle. Like on the ground? Uh, no, not on the ground, but in the middle of the stones, you know. Like like holding them together almost? Like a pillar kind of in the middle. See? This? Oh, okay. So there's one, two, three, four stones around. Yeah, so there's four stones that kind of look like open doors. Like they're angled inward at each other kind of. Um, And then there's one like squarish one on top and then that's the capstone yeah and then there's like one random one kind of narrower pillar one looking in the middle 
of them all. And they all sit on a stone also. Okay. And they're all sit. Okay, so they're, all right. So there's six total. But the capstone, um, I can't remember what year it was. Uh, some people believe that that this location is used for sacrifice, I human sacrifice. I was that, like, maybe they... It, maybe the top part is like a sacrificial area. Yeah, because it, it does kind of look almost like an altar of some nature, but a very, very big one. Yeah, yeah. So on the very top stone, the capstone, there's five languages: Egyptian hieroglyphics, Babylonian cuneiform, classical Greek. Uh, I think that's it, uh, and Hebrew. But anyway. Uh, they say, let these be guidestones to an age of reason. And they, and they say it in these languages. Um, but in some year, I don't know if it was 2008 or early 2000s, um, there was like red, what appeared to look like blood, on the top of the capstone that was a stain on it. And, you know, so that led to more controversy about the stones that, Maybe well, this how are is... people noticing that up top when they're twenty feet high? You could see it from the like uh, I've seen pictures of it. You could see just by looking up that there was blood dripping down. It looked, you know, it looks like blood, red mm-hmm. liquid of some kind that stained it on top, dripping down from the bottom. That you can tell. Uh, so you know that's not good. <laughs> uh, no, it's not good. So uh, that that's another um, strange fact about the stones is that the the capstone has those other weird languages on it and at one point they were it appeared to be that there was blood on on top uh which you know who knows it could have been someone doing pulling a prank or who knows what but it's definitely it doesn't take away from the conspiracy it only adds to it yeah see here's a picture of it um yeah. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. But then you said it's on a stone. Yeah, so, I so think. So they did not count the bottom. Yeah, I think this bottoms are just like a to keep it like a footers, you know, like a mm-hmm. like you would for anything else. But yeah, the, it's it's a very odd placement the way that it's constructed, and um, it's obvious that whoever created it and came up with it is um a part of some organization that's definitely uh knows a lot of things that we don't really know that the average person wouldn't really know that much about but at least not enough to do something significant like this no you know i mean i mean it'd be one thing if those were erected by you know joe schmo whatever just for whatever purposes, he was an engineer, so he could, he designed it, whatever. But then to have someone also know astronomy well enough to line it up, like, normally, one person would not have two significant traits that were well enough to, you know what I'm saying? Like, they wouldn't be good enough to do something like this. Right. You know. Uh, That's a plane. So everyone knows. I'm sure you can hear the plane. Um, we don't hear the planes anymore. But... Oh, yeah, I didn't even notice until you said something. Actually. Right, but I'm sure whoever's listening can hear the plane just fine. <laughs> uh, sorry for that, but that's life. So I'm sure you'll get over it. Uh, yeah. So you know, that's basically it. Uh, very odd. Very strange. Don't know what's going on with the Georgia Guidestones. All I know is it's just another odd thing. So what do you think? Why do you think they're there, and who do you think put it there, et cetera, et cetera? So what's what's your theory on the Georgia Guidestones? I think that the Georgia Guidestones were placed by some sort of secretive organization, um, possibly the Freemasons or some other type of secret society similar to that, mm-hmm. um, and that their ultimate goal is to depopulate the earth and uh, bring about a new world order. You know, same tired story. But uh, I think that that the other thing that these stones do 
um, that they've been pushing for since the 70s, for sure, is uh, climate change. You know, we're just a piece of shit humans who are just uh, breathing out <laughs> carbon that's ruining the planet and we just have to go, you know. Um, and these stones, you know, their message is very similar to the message of a climate change person who says basically, you know, 5 billion people must die and the earth needs to go back to its own um, self because the humans, just by the fact of our existence, has ruined the earth to the point of no <laughs> return, which, you know, to me, I don't think that's true, but um, this could play into that. You know, I think that climate change is another level of uh, conspiracy. Just add it to the list of uh, all the conspiracies um, that are keeping us down or keeping us in our low frequency. You know, climate change, uh, the Georgia Guidestones. I, I think the other thing about the Georgia Guidestones is um, it seems like they have to announce their plans and leave hidden si symbols everywhere. And the Georgia Guidestones, I think, are just another one of those. You know, that's why there's always constant pyramids and the all-seeing eye and uh, everything in pop music. That's why there's um, constant Freemasonry symbolism on basically anything you, you see that's popular or a logo or... Well, like you said, it makes it easier when something does happen because people have already seen it a million times. Yeah, so it's not predictive programming. Yeah, it doesn't come as such a shock when it does happen because people have already seen it and whatever. Yeah. That's why I think that mo that uh, movie uh, or whatever, miniseries you want to call it, Utopia on Amazon or whatever is so crazy because it's literally what we're living in and yet, and it was made during um, 2020 as well, right? Or like right before. Well, the new one was. Yeah, the, the new, new one. one. Not the, the old one. one. Yeah. The new one was. But it's literally what we're living right now and people aren't alarmed. <laughs> whatever. I think it's just weird. Yeah. So, yeah, that's basically it about the Georgia Guidestones. Uh, I highly recommend everyone checking it out. Um, there is an article from Wired magazine that was published in May 2009. Um, you can get the PDF. It's 50 pages long. That's what I used to uh, find out all the information about this episode. Yeah, there's lots of pictures in there if you want to see pictures of it. Yeah, so they go through the entire building process, um, some backstories and in, into the thinking behind each um, uh, commandment. Uh, they go through all the specifications, all the people who were involved. They name them all, you know, because they were part of that construction company. Mm -hmm. um, it's a pretty interesting read uh, if you are interested to learn more about um, the Georgia Guidestones. Um, I would recommend checking it out. Um, but yeah, just chalk it up to another strange thing that happens to be uh, right in front of our faces that no one knows about. <laughs> Not necessarily that no one knows about it, per se. I'm sure other people do. I didn't, but I'm sure other people do. But that's the thing, is I'm learning more and more the more I talk to people about certain things, that... People are just have the mindset that either A, they don't give a shit, or um, they have the mindset of, well, I'm just one person, what can I do? And it get, it's getting really old to hear that because people need to start giving a shit about our world and about our people and whatever, you know? Which they are, you know, it, it's slowly happening. Slowly but surely. It's but happening I'm, slowly. I'm, I'm just saying that the people that I talk to who have that excuse for like literally everything, oh, I'm overweight. Well... Nothing I can do about it, or I don't care, it's too hard, whatever. But if people have that mentality about literally everything in their life, including all these things that actually are important or one day will be, whether it's for us, our kids, our grandkids, whatever, but people need to start giving shit, even if it is hard, you know? And I think that is important. And yes, you're right, people are slowly kind of waking up to it, but we need to get there a little faster, I feel like. Yeah, I think we're getting there, and um, I have learned through all these years that uh, 
Um, everything that we have thought our whole lives, I think, is not what we think. And the more that I learn and the more that I read, the more I find out that everything I ever thought I knew is not exactly the truth of what the reality is. And the Georgia Guidestones are just another example of that. You know, I never heard of them. The only way I found out about the Georgia Guidestones was through conspiracy channels. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn about it through school. No, you know, I didn't learn about it through anything. Never heard of it until I started getting into um, conspiracy. But to me, you know, it's not conspiracy. It's just I was interested in learning something. And then it happened to be mentioned. So I sought it out yep. and learned about it. And then little to be, you know, it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Well, well what, behold, it's a conspiracy. Yeah, like, oh, that's, well, that's just a conspiracy. You're nuts. Well, you know, something's going on, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they leave clues everywhere. <laughs> so that's the other thing that's hard to turn off once you are uh, attuned to it. You know, like this morning, uh, on my way to work, uh, past the school bus, guess the number of the school bus. 33. 33. Um, and that was my uh, school bus growing up, too. That was my number, 33. Gina was my bus driver. Yeah. She always did this funny little eyebrow dance that was weird. I don't know why. Every time while she was driving, she just, her eyebrow, eyebrows bounced around all crazy like this the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. I don't know, but it's... Uh, for some reason, everything seems to be clicking in to the right um, notch uh, recently. Um, actually, that was, um, a thing that I just read recently, like, uh, uh, it was on one of my, um, what the hell is it called? It was on one of my, uh, Facebook groups or whatever. It was like a, like a, like a whole world tarot card reading prediction thing that said everything is going to start popping into place as it should, when it should, and it'll be, but it'll be good, it said. So, who knows? That's what I, I believe that everything is good and it's going to work out, um, but I just want everyone out there to know that um, you know it's gonna be alright most likely and uh, and we make the difference that's the thing yeah Just well because people think we're crazy doesn't mean that we're wrong yeah so. and I uh, encourage everyone to go um, not take anything I say um, word for word just like a uh, reading rainbow you know you don't have to take my reading word for rainbow. it you know uh, go find out for yourself the knowledge is there it's really easy yep and you just have to go out there seek it out and um decipher it for yourself see what it means to you so oh and uh, by the way thanks again romania uh you guys have rule um yes thanks romania <laughs> top of the charts Ro uh number one romania um if you'd like to listen to our podcast you can find us on spotify apple podcasts uh, whatever podcast thing you listen to, I'm sure you can find it on there. Just type it in on an RSS feed, or you can find us on our website, doublethoughtdimension.com. You can email us at dtdimension at protonmail.com. And if you can hear our dogs barking in the background and it's annoying the fuck out of you, send us an email. Let us know. Yeah, dtdimension at protonmail.com. Or uh, you can find all of our information through Linktree, which will be in the show notes. I'm going to put most of these things in the show notes so you can just click on it. That way you don't have to think too hard. Just click. It'll take you there. Then once you get there, then you can, uh, you know, if you liked any of this information, you could donate to us if you'd like it. Yes, you know. please, please donate. We're poor. <laughs> we're, we're poor. Please. Yeah, because, you know, um, if you like something, it, feel free to pay for it. You know, we're, we are taking the time to give it out. So if you feel you've received anything from it, feel free to send it back this direction if you so choose. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, my name is Derek. This has this? been Double Thought Dimension. How about this? The first person to donate over $5. Besides Chelsea. Besides Chelsea. <laughs> Thanks, Chelsea, though. You've been awesome. But the first person to donate over $5 besides Chelsea out there uh, will send a free gift to. How about that? Yeah, we've got the ability to make uh, different types of merchandise. We just, uh, we have very few listeners and very little demand. 
So we haven't really been... Uh... Chelsea, your gift is on the way. <laughs> All right. Well, that just about does it. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, DoubleThoughtDimension.com. Uh, DTDimension at ProtonMail.com. Bye, guys. Take it easy. Thank <laughs> you.